As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of these here sidebars, where the best conversations happen on the side. Let's go. podcast is brought to you by mogul square media we create the content you create the lifestyle Uh, houston is swinging in the rain right now shit's mad crazy Mad crazy. One minute it's sunny, 90, 95, or it's been like 75, 80, depending on where side of town you stay. And I'm on the I'm on that north side. Don't nobody travel to the north. Everybody hate coming this way. But it's all good because they come because they love me. But on the, any other side of town, y'all seeing water all over the place right now, man. So that's how we gonna spend episode 74, talking about floods and everything else. But I hope everybody is home safe. I hope everybody is good. Get home, man. Don't be out in this rain. And when you listen to this, it's still going to be raining because it's going to rain tomorrow, too, which is crazy, man. But nonetheless, man, welcome to another edition of these sidebars, man. I'll be your host as always. They call me Rio, a.k.a. Apple Watch Below Zero, a.k.a. Chef Rio, a.k.a. whatever you want that to be. Just add it to the pot. This is episode 74, man. I'm sitting here minding my business, wondering when the hell it's going to stop raining because it's been going on and it's coming down real, real tough. And it's it's like we get breaks in the rain. One minute it's here, next minute it's not. Then the sky is like it got a black eye in it and it's like half light skinned and it's sunny. It's it's weird as hell. And hurricane season just started. So ain't no telling where out it's going to go. But nonetheless, it's all good. I'm here. We're going to get this episode off. I'm about to get this shit off, and we're just going to be all right no matter what. I hope everybody is good. I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. Sorry. Been busy. But 
I haven't been busy enough to uh, do some observations and sit back and kind of just watch shit play how it is. We're going to get into a lot of what we going what tonight's show is going to be about anyway. But you probably already know because it's all over the fucking place. But I only want to talk about it because I have an opinion on it. And when you have a platform, that's your own platform, you can come get your shit off and you hope the people listen because it may just make sense. That's the whole goal of this. So that's what the whole point of a sidebar is. And I don't know why I'm feeling like I'm feeling right now. I'm just feeling like really like, like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, I want to put it in a better word than that. That's really the only way I can describe it. Like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? From the Bucks going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm talking about the best team in the NBA, the one who won 60 games this year, the one who's shutting down every opponent, who's uh, scored 20-plus points in multiple games to close out these victories, and who has the MVP because Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the MVP of this year's league. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I hope everybody is good. Um, last time we talked, I think it was about Avengers. I think I was with Charles, yeah, shout out G Paw, and uh, yeah, definitely shout out G Paw real quick. Congrats on the article from Voyage Houston. I did not know you had that going on, you surprised me too. So, big ups to you, man. I'm super excited about the summer kickoff. And if you haven't heard about the summer kickoff, I'm about to tell you right now, it is going to be lit. It is June 21st through the 24th, that is June, not July, because. Mill is different from summer kickoff. So, totally different event. Let's not get it twisted. This is about the summer kickoff. Get fly, take flight. A series of events all around the city. Five cities is coming down to Texas. Uh, and we just going to kick it, man. Milwaukee coming through. Um, real, real, real tough. So, y'all going to get a lot of... Uh, a lot in the mill. So I'm looking forward to that because the homies, I ain't seen them in a minute. So it's good to have them in the city. Uh, definitely look for a show because I'm definitely trying to get some cats on the mic. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge later. But um, tickets are on sale through Eventbrite. There's different packages you can look into. There's uh, food, food and liquor sponsors involved. There's all type of uh, perks that you get with the tickets and shit like that. So make sure you definitely copy yours because... I'm copying mine, and I cannot wait to be in the building for that. So please make sure your face is in the place. For any other questions you have, hit up Charles Smith. Uh, you can hit me up, and I get you in contact with him. And, you know, like i just been saying over a couple of episodes, it's really going to be something worth being at. So if you can make it, have your face in the place because we about to get fly, and we definitely going to take flight. At least I know I am, if you know what I mean. Now, got that out the way. Man... Have you seen Avengers Endgame yet? I'm pretty sure you have. If you haven't, you're, you you suck at life. Um, what are you waiting for? I'm no longer giving damn about spoilers. I don't care about none of that shit. I'm sorry. You should have seen it by now. Avengers Endgame was everything. Everything. Let me repeat that. Avengers Endgame was everything. As a avid comic book marvel cinematic universe fan that is exactly what was needed in order to close out this series now i'm also a fair fan okay i'm not gonna sit here and just big up the movie and say it wasn't some spots that needed cleaning up or needed 
little bit more sense to be made behind it. But what you also have to take into consideration, like I said on the last episode, was there's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of characters to cover. Only reason why it took so long to make this particular film was each story had to be told intricately. That is the biggest word I'm going to say tonight. (laughs) But it had to be done right. And they did exactly what they needed to do. Now, for those who may have been confused as to why certain characters died, RIP them. First first of all, RIP to the homie Tony Stark. I'm sorry, that's a spoiler in itself. I don't really give a shit. If you haven't seen it by now, you should probably hit uh, fast forward on this recording because I'm going to keep talking. So, yes, RIP to Tony Stark. He did what he did. He went out like a G all the way. Um, The theater went crazy. Like, I've seen it three times. And each time I've seen it, it's really like a a different vibe. Like, the first time I've seen it, shout out uh, D-Rail, DJ D-Rail. Shout out Stoney. um, Shout out Major. Aaron, you know, they came out with me to see the movie downtown um, for the premiere on a Thursday night. I was, Stoney couldn't make it. <laughs> okay. She couldn't make it, but it's all good. Um, but I, I went into fan mode when I had the opportunity to just sit there and just breeze in and not really be worried about if it was going to be three hours long and all of that. Like that really didn't even fucking matter. And the truth be told, it didn't feel like three hours. If you played it right, I think there was anticipation. It was adrenaline. It could have been a bunch of things. But for me, it did not really seem like three hours. It, it came and it was a, a super thought out story. <clears throat> you knew, you know, Hawkeye's family was going to disappear. You knew that. But it was different seeing how it opened up with that. So what they did was they continued the. It's almost like we still had an open wound from Infinity War and they took some salt and threw some salt in the wound just to remind us how we felt when everybody disappeared in Infinity War. It continued with that. And then it went right into the movie and then it went right into, you know, where's Tony Stark and they stuck in space and how the hell is he going to get home and stuff like that. I just want to say for the record, I did call Captain Marvel. <clears throat> I did say Captain Marvel was going to be the one to get Tony Stark home. I saw it. It was a lot of videos out there about it. So I did my research and I made my decision. I thought it was going to be Tony. It was going to be Captain Marvel. And I was right. I was right. I know I wasn't the only one I was right. But just off the strength of me watching all of these films and different plots and videos and putting stuff together to try to make sense of what was to come. I had it in my heart that I was that it was going to be Captain Marvel. She was the one that made the most sense to get Tony home, seeing that she was paged by Nick Fury to come to Earth because shit was going down. So on her trip back is where she saw Stark stuck in space, which means he was in the right place at the right time, and then it just all made sense. So that just go to show you how how well Marvel put stories together and shit like that. So it was just super dope in itself. Um, as far as like the fight scenes and shit like that, I like how they handled that. Uh, the last fight scene was everything it needed. I like how they covered the whole. They didn't do too much <clears throat> touching on time travel, but it was just enough to kind of see how everything was going to play out. So it made sense why you saw little spots of Gamora, 
you know, being in a movie and you saw Ant-Man with Captain America and and Incredible Hawk because they went back to New York and stuff like that. I did not expect Tony to go back further into time and see his dad. And I thought it was dope how they did that. I thought it was super dope. And I don't think it was by any mistake that 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 occurred. I, I like how they did kind of go back back and show kind of Tony interacting with his dad Howard because you know we always knew of him but we never knew you know knew them to be kind of how they was and you saw Tony at his prime or you know past his prime or getting to this point where he's sacrificing everything and you got Howard who's just living his best life and he's about to have Tony as a son like he's about to have a son So, you know, Tony's asking him questions about how his dad is, you know, perceiving, you know, you know, why his mom's pregnant with him and stuff like that. The whole concept was a super dope. So I like really how they took their time. They closed out some stories. I was sad to see Black Widow die, but it was necessary because she's going to get she had to finish her story arc and her story arc was really rooted in. She had a sense of family, but it wasn't from her growing up. It was from just being around the fellas and being a, a shield agent and getting close to Nick Fury and really just being there when she needed to be there. Like her story has always just been about being the one who knew how to do some of the logistical work or she was just, you know, doing her spy thing and really just having a role and filling in little dots and fillers that need to be filled in. Same thing with Hawkeye. They both kind of had the same kind of premise, if you will, as far as like their positions, but they were in the right place at the right time. Like Hawkeye was in Thor, you know what I mean? So he was just building up just as much as the other characters were and stuff like that. I was super geeked about Captain America picking up the hammer. Did not see that coming. But if you watch Asia Ultron, you saw how he was close to getting it picked up. And Thor was funny because he was like, I knew it. You know what I mean? And what he was talking about was what happened back in Age of Ultron when they were sitting around the table and, you know, everybody was trying to pick up the hammer and things like that. So it was just it was just dope seeing all of that being put together. Um, and as a fan of the movie, man, I, I was just I was extremely, extremely impressed. I think it did. It did exactly what it needed to do in order to be an effective story to close out um, the storyline. And it's crazy because that wasn't really like the closing out part. Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be the closeout movie for Phase 3. And so it's going to still answer a lot of questions because what they haven't covered was the fact that the multiverse is going to still now be a factor. Now, for this to be the last film in this particular area, Far From Home is going to cover a lot of the after effects as, you know, people came back and you know people coming back from the snap and things like that but what it also is going to cover is there was a other door opened up from what they did in their actions and now there is like this multiverse or of, of other dimension of shit going on thanks to what they were trying to do to bring everybody back and so that's going to be dope to see them do that I think it's going to be effective because that'll allow phase four to go straight into the whole aspect of, um, you know, having other movies like Black Widow, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And so it's not like it's going to be a, a, a delay in story. The story is going to continue to still climb, climb and climb, but it's going to be told from other 
affects and other sides of the scenario. It's not going to just be about just the immediate Captain America's and Iron Man's and shit like that. We want to see it go on, but between the characters getting older, between going to the next, <clears throat> excuse me, between going to other, other, you know, avenues of, you know, filmmaking and directing and all this. So it's just time. It's just time. It's time. It's time. I don't want to see it happen, but it's time. I mean, just being off air and all of that shit. So, yeah, so that's pretty much my take on that. I was um, really, 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 really happy to see this. So, all right. Now, we got that out the way. <sighs> I'm laughing because I'm about to open up the same can of worms that's been opened up. But I only want to do it because... <sighs> okay, let me let me start here. My first initial reaction to what Aisha Curry said and did, honestly, was from one standpoint and one standpoint only. I saw the same clips that everybody saw, that two-minute clip or whatever, three-minute clip, whatever it was of her talking about how she felt and, you know, the comments that got everybody in the uproar. All right, cool. My natural reaction, what the fuck? (laughs) Like every other dude out here that heard that shit, what the fuck? What is this? What is that? I can't believe it. This makes no sense. She tripping. That nigga, you married to Steph Curry. The same reactions that everybody's had. Honestly speaking, I'm not going to sit here and cap and act like I didn't have that because I definitely did. And that's real shit. So because I had that reaction, because I was off, because I had some issues with my asthma, got that under control. So it allowed me to have some downtime to... Um, look and see what the hell was going on so in the midst of all of that it gave me i went ahead and watched the whole red table talk from beginning just to get an understanding as to what exactly is going on and why she may have been saying this and just the whole everything i went ahead and just you know deep dove into the scenario and did my own research you know like everybody tells everybody to do you know that whole thing yeah i did that so Because I've done that, I have two points I'm going to speak from. The first point I want to speak from is from the woman's standpoint and what the women feel like, in my opinion, what the women feel like the men are missing. And then I'm going to speak from the male standpoint and and speak on why the men were saying what they were saying. So let's get started now. A couple things. From the woman's standpoint, one thing I've learned, first and foremost, is the fact that she is being aware of or trying to be aware of self. But in the midst of trying to be aware of self, you're going to not necessarily come off like you like you make sense. Because when you feel a certain way, it just as a human, and you can agree or disagree, but to me, it's a human thing to feel a certain way, but it not really all the way makes sense. It's just how you feel. It's a, it's pressure based, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're just pulling shit out the air and you just you really just not trying to, you know come off like random as hell but you feel how you feel you know what i mean so this is one of them scenarios to me q 
keeping in mind that <clears throat> she had three kids, just recently had a kid. You know what I mean? They've been married 10 years, you know, Steph, you know, all of that. And I'm going to talk about Steph's climb later on down, the, you know, in the show. But just, you know, your whole life has been dedicated to this, that, and the third. This, that, and the third being husband, the kids, you know what I mean? And then the house and everything else and just trying to keep stuff going for you, this, that, and the third. So you forget about who you are. I have a mom. I have a sister and because I have that, I saw kind of what my own mom would do and how she would sacrifice, you know what I mean? And forget about herself while she's trying to make sure my dad was out there and he did what he had to do to go provide for the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like my pops was a truck driver. Pops was a truck driver and he, you know, back in our in his younger days and stuff like that, he would he would do one. Of, he would do two things. He would either be gone over the road for a long period of time where he would go from Milwaukee to wherever, Florida, Maine, Arizona, you name it. The man drove all over the United States and he had come home. He would take a shower. Mom's already had, a, you know, the bath ready. You know what I'm saying? Pops food already taken care of. The lunch already packed. You know, to be quiet in the house because so he can get some sleep because he got to get back up at four in the morning and get back out there and be gone for another week and stuff like that. So that became a routine. But after that, you still got me, my sister and my little brother. We still got to get ready for school. We still got to make sure we, you know, get out on time, get up on time, get dressed, eat, because moms is definitely feeding us before we go to school. So niggas always went to school smelling like syrup. And I'm not even ashamed to say it. You're probably going to laugh at me when you hear this, but that is an honest truth. Like cats, like cats ate good before they went to school. Like real talk, like pancakes, bacon, plenty biscuits, (laughs) whatever. If it was there, it was getting cooked. But Everybody going to school, moms come home, she's still chilling because she still got to get ready for pops to come back and do the same thing he did before he left at 4 a.m. I'm saying all that to say this. There was a routine that was built. There was a a, a, a situation and a, and a, form, a, a formulation of a process that developed from just a union that two people had. And because my mom and my dad were there, moms held the house down, pops went and got the bread. You know what I'm saying? And... In a sense, Steph is out there shooting and shooting a ball. And, you know, he just dislocated his finger not too long ago, which is crazy, but he good now. But he putting his body on the line every night to provide for his family. So you forget about you. You forget about yourself because you have duties. And at some point while having those duties, you get to this point where you like, what the fuck am I on? What do I have going on? How do I feel? And it bothers you. And you don't really want to talk about it because you may, if it, when you say it, people might not really understand or your partner may not understand where you're coming from, but you need to get it off your chest. And so because you're trying to get it off your chest, you want to do everything you can to make sure that the partner that you're telling this to isn't taking your words to be malicious you just want them to acknowledge the fact that hey i'm a little unsure about how i feel 
You know what I mean? We haven't really went out anywhere. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. And you want to you want to do a heat check. Now, let me define a heat check real quick and I get back to the story. A heat check is basically a basketball term where if a player comes, he makes a shot and he want to make sure he's in a rhythm and he's trying to make sure that, you know, if this is a rhythm, I need to check it ASAP because I might need to keep shooting the ball and things like that. And so they come down the court after making a shot, come down the court from his next possession, get the ball automatically and shoot again ASAP. We call that a heat check. Dame, Damian Lillard is real good for having heat checks. You know what I'm saying? Steph, he crazy. She shoot crazy good, so he always heat checking. But you want to make sure you still got the ability to provide that shot like you did originally the first time you shot it just to confirm that this is the case. Same thing in relationships or in marriages. At some point, you get into this mode, you know, of being you know, you a wife and your body's going through changes and everything is just not what it used to be. And 10 years ago, you were much thinner and you had a certain way that you dress and you had this certain pair of jeans that you like and you moved a certain way and everything about your swag was at a totally different level of what it was versus where you are now after 10 years and after three kids and all of that. And you just simply just not, you don't know, like, where the fuck am I at? You look in the mirror, you see what you see, and you're just not happy. You know what I mean? You might feel like your face got a little bit bigger or just your whole body just in general just changed. So you're really just trying to find a curiosity and kill it to make sure that, you know, why everybody's out here desiring your husband, you know what I mean, and admiring him for whatever he has going on. You want to make sure that you still have that same, you want to keep that same energy in a sense. And... From the woman's standpoint, what I saw was it's a human thing, you know what I mean? And that's one of them scenarios that you really can't fault a human being for taking out the genders, a human being for and just really saying like, yo, you want to see you want to see if you could, you know what I mean? And not really saying like this is related to the husband. You know what I mean? And not saying like this is because of what your partner is doing and what he or what he's not doing, if you will. And, you know, subtracting his presence from how you feel, because in a lot of the, you know, the women's eyes that I saw speaking on the situation this week, it's not about the husband. It never was about the husband. I mean, it might have something to do with him because of, you know, attachments and names and last names and shit. But when it comes to what's really going on, it's about just. The, the, the person directly. It's not about who they attach to. <clears throat> my throat is real tripping. My bad, y'all. But all in all, it's that's pretty much what I gathered from the situation. You know, it probably was a little bit more I missed, but all in all, it just was really about just just being just being finding you. You know what I mean? And just making sure that you are still the one that is desired like she said that was a big word that she used was being desired now being desired doesn't necessarily equate into you know action but it's the desirement you would have you know what i mean if you see somebody that you consider super fine you know what i mean or ladies you know you see a guy you think is super nice and everything one of them kind of scenarios you know it's 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 like that and you just want to see that you know, that's still a thing for you. 
because you spent so much time being in your roles as a woman, which is very much understandable again, or even taking out the taking out the gender roles. You just want to see if that is still the case for you. So that's what I gather from here, reading and observing what the ladies were saying about it. Now, as far as the fellas go, <laughs> first of all, I got to shout out the ones who actually, you know, took the time to see whatever was going on and read into the situation a little bit more and things like that. But a lot of us is like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And why are you feeling like this? Outside attention shouldn't matter from other men. It should matter to the one you marry. Now, let's dissect that real quick because <clears throat> it's a certain way that a lot of men operate when it comes to dealing with the ladies and stuff like that. Especially the ones that are taken or they're dating somebody. Um, you know, that everybody has a, a high admiration for, you know what I mean? Like a respect factor. Like I take, I take weed for example, you know what I mean? I know who Brandy is to him. I know that for a fact. And because I know that for a fact, there's no way in hell that I would step outside of that and, you know what I mean? Step beyond my means and in 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 the the respect line and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's it's just not gonna happen because we in our head already know that's the homie. They're clearly happy, clearly got a you know a whole family, (laughs) a whole family. Like there isn't a way for us to not know that. You know what I mean? And there are scenarios out there of men who actually see that and actually have respect for that and it's crazy that i have to say actually have because there are a bunch of scenarios out there where where women are losing their lives be you know because they said no to a guy and shit went south like let's keep shit a buck you know what i'm saying like it's situations out there and what do most of the men say behind that i mean i know i'm not the only one but this shit trash like she shouldn't have to die because you can get the number bro like that's that's oc so I don't know. It's, 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 it's tricky, but we can't, we can't not acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it makes, it makes zero sense, but it doesn't make sense from the standpoint of just being aware of looking at her from just a human and just not really killing her for just, just a wordplay itself, because it's not really like impactful we know why we won't do it we we do we know why we won't do it we respect steph curry it's simple but that feeling i don't know if it really belongs i don't know if it really belongs into in in this scenario here because it's not really they don't really intertwine like that especially if you take into the consideration of the fact that if you watch the whole interview, you know why she got to that point. And I'll just say that. And a lot of us didn't. Let's keep shit real. Like a lot of us ran with the initial the initial point because of what we heard. And all we and it's just and it makes sense why she's not off the hook 
Let's keep that. Let's keep that point out there too. She's not off the hook for what she said because the word still did come out her mouth. The word still gets said. However, there's a reason for everything, and we can't say it's a reason for everything and not equate that particular statement to this scenario here. Like a lot of this shit didn't make sense. But how many times have you argued with your woman? Or your wife, you know, I'm single, so I can't really equate to that. But there has been times where arguments that I had with women that I was dating about stuff that made zero sense to me. But for the sake of just wanting shit to be better, you figured out how to just hear what she had to say and figure out how to just either deal with it or not let you get to that point. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 healthy conversations that will have to be had around the table that makes everybody feel better about what it is that they need to do is not uncommon it's not inhuman it's perfectly fine and if we gonna sit here and act like we don't make sure our linings are fresh and our beards are tight and our fits are right and you know what i'm saying like we we moving how we move you know what i'm saying so we do the same thing too. We may not do it to the standpoint of how the ladies do it, but to sit here and say that we don't do it at all be just a big, a big fucking lie. And I'm not gonna lie. Like that shit is, is, is not happening. So now the part that I was thinking about earlier while I was going through kind of the agenda for tonight is in the mindset of a husband. What's the best way for a husband to? help with that problem even though it may not necessarily include him directly as a a, a denominator in the, in the scenario as to what's going on but just to help her get through that how does a husband pull or pull or boyfriend if your girlfriend is, is feeling like that too like how do you you know do that fellas if you're you know if you in a relationship right now you listening to this and you've heard your woman say something like that. How do you help her discover herself again? Like, what's the proper steps that you take to do it? Because I like to think that most of it really is. I could be wrong here, but I don't think a lot of it is nonverbal. I don't think you could really speak to it because it's easy to say you look great. And if she's feeling away, them words are going to fall on deaf ears every single time. Every time. She may, she may hear you and she's going to say thank you because it's a nice thing to do. But at the same time, she may not, she may not believe you at all because she's already in her mind got it registered that you just saying it because you're supposed to say it. You know what I'm saying? So it's different because, you know, you're supposed to because of y'all attachments, you know what I mean? Y'all. Y'all having sex, whatever the case may be. Y'all got kids, the whole nine yards. So you're scheduled to say these words to her or vice versa to him to put that person in the mindset to say, you know what? You are who you are. But in the scenarios where you don't have the words to say, what do you do? That's the question I'm thinking about because it's hard. I know it's hard only because I tried to go through... I ain't gonna say I tried, but I had a scenario like that growing up, and I'm not gonna name names and stuff like that. But I could honestly tell you that I lost out on being with somebody because I wasn't aware enough. You know what I mean? And I ignored the signs, and it was more so signs like 
she's going through something. And instead of me being worried about what hasn't happened and what she isn't doing and what she isn't saying, I'm not doing enough or I didn't do enough to help her get out the funk she was in at that particular point in life. Now, there were factors that led into how she felt. But at the same time, I was fully aware of everything she was going through because we talked about it. But instead of me taking the words and just really working with her to get through it, I was concerned about why you didn't text me this morning, why you didn't, you know what I'm saying, call me when you got home and shit like that. You know, it was little arguments, little twos and fuse and shit like that that led into a bigger, bigger and bigger amount of situations to the point where she was like, I need to focus on school. You focus on you and I'm finna just head out. You know what I'm saying? And truthfully speaking, that's really the one that got away. But that's neither here nor there. Um, But at the same time, I learned a lot from that situation, a lot from it. Because it taught me how to be more aware of the signs before it gets to the point where you can't solve it. And I think the part about life and the journey of dealing with somebody and dating somebody and getting intimate with somebody is that you learn behaviors. You learn a lot about how they move, why they do what they do. Why do they put their left pants leg on versus the right? Why is the tissue under instead of over you learn about habits and cohabitations and further understandings as to why this person you just you chose to love and be with and have sex with and have kids with why does she operate like she do why does he operate like he do you know what i'm saying and in the midst of all of that the human part of us gets subtracted because we're too busy worried about making a partner happy. And too many years of that, whether it's male or female, could lead into a problem that could be deeper than rap. I'm a, I'm a testament. I went through it. And I hate out if, if it happened at a younger part of my life. And I wish it didn't, because if I would have had that lesson at the age I'm at now going into 31, by the way, my birthday is on May 25th, 2019. Just want to let you know that it's a Saturday. So um, if I would have learned that at this part in life, I would know how to handle it better back then. But the lesson that it happened at the point that it did made me open up my mindset into being more aware and stuff like that. So it, it I think it's going to give me a better opportunity in the future to make better decisions with whoever I ultimately end up being with. But it's, it happens, fellas. It happens. Ladies, it's understandable what you're going through. Is It makes sense. It would be naive for us to not acknowledge it. But I will ask if it is a problem that the men in your lives can help with, allow them to do so. Don't alienate the husband. Don't alienate the boyfriend. Don't subtract them from trying to help you through the situation. Because at the end of the day, men have a mindset to try to fix things. I mean, it's more than just screwing in doors and fixing windows. Like, we can be a problem solver to you if you allow us to. Men are built and trained to handle them type of scenarios if you know your guy. Know your guy's terrain. Know that. Because if you know your guy's terrain... When them problems come up that you may don't think he know how to handle, 
You put it on in his lap. Low-key, he might know what the fuck he's doing. But you don't know that until you trust him enough to get into you. Not physically, but just mentally get into you and help you fight through whatever, you know, scenarios you might have. Insecurities you might have. I may not understand why you chose the purple polish over the red one. But shit, tell me what you like about both of them. Maybe we could find an answer in that. That's what we do. Men deserve that, especially if they haven't left your side over X amount of time and shown a form of dedication to you as a partner, as a boyfriend, as a husband. Again, I'm saying, but for me, it gives me the ability to sit back and watch greatness unfold amongst different walks of people, different walks of life to help them be the best versions of themselves that they can be. And so I hope. I hope we learn something from this. I was upset that, excuse me, I was upset that it turned into a whole debate across social media. I was because I don't think it was my initial reaction. Yeah, I laughed. I think I posted in my group about it. Just like, hey, they killing their own Twitter right now. Go see what's going on. And so I was instantly like, yo, that shit funny as hell. But after researching and looking into it and understanding a little bit more about where she was coming from, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. All right. Makes sense. You know what I mean? So I sat back the first initial day and just kind of kept my mouth shut. I probably posted here and there a little memes and shit, but as far as like having an actual opinion on it, like I didn't, I wanted to wait and use this as a moment to speak on it. So like, let's just, let's just be more aware, man. It doesn't make sense for it to get to the point where we, you know, we throw drug dragging her through the mud. Like, there's been worse things said there really has been if you think about it you know so it's funny you know it turned into a bunch of memes i heard aisha the song um i forgot who made that shit but i heard it a few times i heard that song forever it's crazy um a couple of memes I, mean, I actually saw a meme about um aisha curry ain't been to a milwaukee gas station <laughs> now as funny as it, it may not make sense to you, but, uh, you know, Milwaukee gas station experiences for ladies are funny as hell. I know I got a sister and I've actually been one of the dudes at the gas station, if I'm being real and shit. Like the gas stations back then, especially the hood ones, yo, she going there getting 10 on pump four. She's about to get hollered at four times over. And most of my niggas is not putting gas in the tank either. They just trying to get the digits to see what she on, especially on a summer day in Milwaukee. What? We finna go get gas, finna hit the lakefront, and if they in there, we going, we, we at them, it was good. Some of us probably posted up still outside by the car, waiting on the gas, the homegirls in the car, so we hollering at them, that's what we own. We figure out, trying to figure out what the move is, we finna go to Kits, or hop in traffic, or hit the lakefront, or we finna go to River Splash, or whatever the case may be, so... Those are a couple of the memories I had about that. So it's, it's doable and all of that. So it didn't need to turn into a, a debate. It didn't need to turn into a, a downplay of the, the opposite sex. It didn't need to turn into none of that. It really didn't. It just needed to be more about learning, learning about everybody and just figuring out what we need to do and use this as an example, as a, as a case study to pull information from, to find the proper way to understand both sides of the coin because this scenario was a two-sided coin it really was it was you had the the women who understood where she was coming from and the men too not gonna just you know discredit that and then you had the people that was like yo what the fuck where are you on 
is all about the middle attention. No, it's not. It's bigger than that. So that's my take on that, man. I'm gonna let it be. I just want to get get that off my chest real quick. Um, I know y'all tired of talking about it. I'm low key am too. I probably won't spend too much more time beyond this episode on it, but I just want to get that off my chest because I think it's important to talk about it and shit like that. But if you do have any further opinions about it, the mailbag is always open. Sidebars1911 at gmail.com. Shameless plug. That's what this is. And then go from there. Um, let's talk about it. I'm always open to it. Y'all know where to find me. Got a whole group on it and everything else like that. So, yeah. Other than that, these uh, Western Conference playoffs are looking real, real, real shaky. Or just the playoffs in general looking real, real shaky. I know my Bucks is in there. We are currently in uh, waiting on our opponent between Toronto and Philly. Um, I don't know who's going to win, but I just know we're going our way to the finals and it's going to be dope. Um, I just want to keep it short and simple tonight. I'm not here to take up too much time at all because I'm just by myself. There's nobody here on the other side, but I do want to put out some fillers about some future episodes I do have coming. Um, I actually am going to be interviewing a black young police officer. And I'm only saying it like that because the man wears, that's a couple badges. He, he works for Harris County uh, Police Department. He's young and he's also a sheriff. You know what I mean? And he's black. So we're going to get into the discussion about, you know, the decision making to be a cop and just being on the other side of the badge and still trying to remain relevant in your own community and things like that. It's going to be a very, very very interesting conversation so i'm looking forward to that um i'll give you all more details as it comes but i just want to put that out there real quick because I'm, I'm working on this project i want to do more episodes of the makings of a man and then he's going to be the next installment on that only reason why is because that man he wears a lot of hats he's black he's a cop and he's wearing texas and that's a it's a hell of a title like that so uh that'll be coming soon so look for that drop other than that, shout out my boy Chino. Make sure y'all picking up y'all watches. And Comparable is doing very well, making moves out here, showing up all over the place. I'm super proud of my brother. You know what I mean? If you haven't heard Long Little 2, episode 73, uh, that was kind of the rebirth. I ain't going to say the rebirth, but just a reminder of what Two Rios in a Pie was all about. So make sure you check that out as well, too. Um, my birthday's coming up this month. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm just glad I'm just going to be here to see 31 years. Uh, we'll cross that bridge later on. Other than that, man, I'm going to probably get into this track of the week. Um, get ready to close the show down, man. Y'all listening to me talk for 45 minutes straight. I know y'all tired of my voice. So I love y'all anyway, though. But we're going to come come to an end on this. So let me go ahead and get to this track of the week, man. My shit is actually coming from Roddy Rich this week. I've been listening to a lot of Roddy Rich lately. Um, it's probably old, but to me... I like it, and it's it's good riding music and shit like that. So, my track of the week is called "Rich Forever" from Roddy Rich, and the song is actually about him losing a friend and um, just wanting to still get money with him and shit like that. So, it's a good track. I think y'all might like it. Let's go ahead and get to this track, man. Once again, this is Roddy Rich. It's called "Rich Forever." Let's go ahead and get to this track. Let's go. DJ.
never taught me how to taste the bag. Get right in the field, I had to make a pass. The day lost it, so wish I could take it back. I just wanna go get one more bag with my nigga. Wanna be rich forever for my dog. Wanna take you on your first trip on a private jet. I vow to always ball until I fall. And we've been on this money shit for years. Gotta drink this mud to make the pain go away. I've been dropping these codeine tears. Yeah. Praying Roddy Rich don't go insane today. We was in a high speed, like fuck the static. He wanted the rolly, I wanted the paddock. Gotta get the safe, my nigga, fuck around and drag it. Yeah. I done seen a lot of shit behind these glasses, yeah. My life going through many different phases. Gotta keep the gun on me, can't go too many places. Renting V12 just to mimic drag races. Nigga, we was bag chasers before he had braces. I just love my dog. Alright, yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, that was Roddy Rich. It's called Rich Forever. Very good song, man. I actually um flipping through Spotify, heard it on a humbug, and just it's it's a dope ass track. And that's how I've actually found a lot of my music. It's just on a whim I come across a track and it'll literally just it'll just stick to me sometime and it just go from there. I actually got a deep dive into Ari Lennox album. My hair is pretty dope. I'm still vibing the Innocent Pack album. That shit's dope. Um, crazy. I don't think nobody's checking for it, but Wayne's supposed to have another couple, an album, another album coming out soon. We'll see how that play out. Um, but yeah, man, the music scene has definitely been an interesting one. But uh, I think we'll see. We'll see a lot more to come in the in the next part, in the next six months of the year, and all that shit in 2019. Um, this has been a very interesting episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, if it was something you want to add to it again, hit the mailbag sidebars, nights and 11 at gmail.com. I love feedback. I love hearing stories and, and reading stories from people. So, uh, utilize this platform as much as possible. I'm always down to talk about whatever you might want to talk about. If you want to be a guest on the show, feel free. You don't have to just, you know, listen to my shit. If you want to be a guest and get some shit off your chest too, let's, let's get you, Let's get you around this red, this brown table talk over here. <laughs> Come sit out and enjoy the kid, man. I'm always down to have conversation. That's what a sidebar is. It's the best conversation on the side. This has been episode 74. I hope you enjoy what you hear. And if you haven't, then go find an old episode and go listen to that. I guarantee you'll find what you're looking for in that. That being said, I love you. Be great. I will talk to you next episode. That'll be 75. Yeah, 75. I can't wait. I'll see you there. All right. Love, peace and happiness. I'm out.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.